The Mavs lost another one. It was a heartbreaker. It was a nail biter. However you want to frame it, they lost at the buzzer to a buzzer beating three. And there's a lot of blame to go around. I'm going to play the blame game today on Lockdown Mavs. And this is Lockdown Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to locked on mavs this is one of your co-hosts isaac harris contributed mavs.com riding solo tonight after this king's game it's time for the blame game i'm gonna play the blame game today on who to blame for this last play we're gonna kind of dissect it go through it um, I just had to turn Twitter off a little bit ago. I'm like, all right, I got to do a podcast. But as you guys know, Nick is out uh, for the rest of this week. He's already enjoying New Year's in Ohio. I don't know what you do for New Year's in Ohio, but you know what? He's enjoying it. He's enjoying time with family. He needs some time away. But this podcast is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. <sighs> like I said at the beginning, the Mavs lost to the Kings and... I kind of it was kind of like a little roller coaster of a ride here. You know, I went into this game and I was pretty excited about going to the game because you guys have been watching these games just like I have over the past few weeks. And there's been kind of this like rejuvenized energy around the team. You know, we talked on yesterday's podcast with with Jake Kemp from the ticket. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that podcast. And we kind of talked about the hardship Mavs, you know, what a lot of people have coined them and just how fun, energetic they've been, how, you know, they've been playing pretty good defense as of late. We'll see how, you know, I think everybody's wondering how they're going to translate once Luca and the rest of the guys are back. Uh, so let's do some little, little housekeeping with the roster uh, a little bit at the top here. So uh, at kind of at the top of the day, uh, yesterday morning, we learned kind of bummer news, to be honest. Uh, you know, obviously health and safety and everything is number one priority. But uh, just looking at the basketball standpoint, we learned that Boban and Brandon Knight entered into health and safety protocols. And we all know the story of Brandon Knight right now. And we've seen his quotes with Callie Kaplan. We've seen his quotes after the game. And we hear uh, just how excited he is to be. He said he shared, shed tears, you know, when he got the call and to be back in an NBA uniform and just that journey back to the league. You can't help to root for him, a vet, and excited for him. He played good basketball the other night, 18 points off the bench. And bam, now he's in protocols. Now we'll see. I don't, we don't know. There's been so many things that going back and forth, how long a player could be in protocols and the amount of days and asymptomatic. I, I'm, I'm kind of confused at this point because I even saw a new thing today that they took another day off of that. So at this point, I'm just waiting to see when somebody tells me a player is going to be able to play, that's when uh, they'll play instead of me trying to do uh, the math and trying to figure out when somebody can play or not. So the Mavericks go out and they sign Isaiah Thomas. Now, before I hit record on this pod, I went through the DMs, both in Lockdown Mavs, myself. I went through Nick and I's text messages and everything because there are a couple of you guys, and I was going to shout you out. 
that just blew up our Twitter and our DMs over Isaiah Thomas when he first signed with the Lakers of how bad the Mavericks are. And like, oh my gosh, the Mavericks are so bad. They can't even land Isaiah Thomas. Just like going off to us like we signed free agents or something. And I'm like, all right. I think if you're going to get mad about not landing Isaiah Thomas, then um, I don't know really what to tell you. Uh, you just want to get mad about something. So whoever you are, I wanted to give you a shout out because today is for you. The, today is your day. I thought about you, particularly whenever they signed Isaiah Thomas. Just all the pregame quotes about him joining the team. It's like, hey, we just needed a body and we need somebody close. Uh, looks like he f- flew in from Seattle, you know, where he's from and just suited up. How do you feel if you're Carly Jones? Dude's just been practicing with the team, ready to go, want more, uh, want more run out there. And Isaiah Thomas say, like, hey, I'm just going to show up off the plane uh, and just kind of suit up, and I'm going to play over you. So however that is. The Mavericks also have 23 players under contract right now. <clears throat> 23 players. Is this a record? Has to be a record, right? I mean, I don't you've never been able to do this before, but I was just looking up. I'm like, how 23 players. Let's get into the game. So going into the game, like I said, I was kind of excited about it because, you know, Max been playing well. It's like, all right, it's beginning of this two game stand uh, in Sacramento against the Kings. Uh, I talked to Tim Cato uh, earlier in the day who's in Sacramento. So spoiler alert there coming up on tomorrow's pod is a conversation with Cato and myself uh, just on this roster uh, in trade season. And I threw at him all the trade questions and he, de- you know, you know, he has to play the politician route of this and say as much as he can, but uh, it's a fun conversation. You guys know Tim is a good friend of the pod, a uh, friend in real life and in the Mavs world. So anyway, let's get into this game a little bit uh, and then we'll get into blame game maybe in the second segment because I know we're all ready to, fire off if you i mean if you haven't already uh you're scorching hot takes on what happened there at the end of the game but sacramento is uh <clears throat> sacramento's up 12 at the half i you're just gonna have to get over my coughing at this point because nick's not here and i gotta talk i literally just told my wife as she's laying in bed i was like hey uh, i just gotta go talk for like 20 30 minutes to myself so um sorry not sorry Sacramento's up 12 at the half. KP kind of does everything. Uh, kind of one of those do-it-all stat lines. We talked about, uh, I guess it was a few days ago, uh, a few games ago, whenever he had that stat line at the end of the first quarter. It's like, man, he had a couple, pretty much a couple of everything. And, uh, you know, KP had, had nine, nine points, three boards, three assists, a couple of blocks. Davion Mitchell had 12 points at the half. But, man, they just got killed in the second quarter. They got outscored by tw- like 22 points in the second quarter, the Mavs did. And I'm like, dang it. It's, it feels like it never fails. It never fails. Something's nice, and I'm going to do a solo pod post-game that you know they're going to have some dumb loss. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're down 12 at the half, and then bam, the third quarter happens. What a third quarter. I got hyped. Like that, that's the exciting type of run. And you know, Josh Green, man, like I, I kind of want to do a journey of Josh Green on this pod. It depends on if I have time or not, because Josh Green's journey so far in the NBA is just it's fascinating to me of, I mean, we even, we sat down. If you want to, if you follow along YouTube, uh, you could go to our, you know, our media day interviews and go to our conversation with Josh Green. We were sitting there with him and I think it was Nick that looked at him and said, man, how, how does your, how did your rookie season compare to past rookies? If other rookies you've talked to, and he's like, man, it's, it's nothing. It's compared. And obviously he was talking about the pandemic, but 
Also look at his role. Anyway, I'll go into that a little bit because I'm fascinated by it. I thought he had a, another good game. The more minutes he gets, the better at this point, and I'm pretty excited for him. But the Mavs going on 11-0 run. Man, they come back. They take the lead. Uh, the, about the only down you know, part of that third quarter was Dorian picked up his fifth foul with nine minutes to go in the third quarter, and I'm like, how? Like, how How? How, how did this happen? Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't tracking you know, when he got his fourth. And it was like, bam, Dorian has five fouls. And I'm like, well, this is about to suck because we need Dorian uh, against HB and some of these guys. And I freaking love Dorian Finney-Smith. So anyway, Mavs take the lead. They have a great set, you know, great third quarter there. It sets up for this fourth quarter, this fourth quarter stretch. Uh, that was pretty exciting uh, game of basketball in the fourth. So coming up next, I'm going to go into the fourth quarter and we're just going to jump into the blame game. We're going to kind of fast forward to the end to the play that, you know, is everybody's seeing on social media last night, the Matt two, three. And I kind of want to break it down on exactly what happened and who exactly to blame, because I even fired off a tweet after the game that, um, I don't know, some fans, um, enjoyed it. Got a Mav state media tweet. I love that. It's always uh, enjoyable, but, uh, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll be right back this pod is brought to you by Truebill. do you know why free trials renew without your consent it's a business scam out to get you don't let greedy corporations pocket your money download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions it's a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need want or simply forget about on average people save 720 dollars a year do you need 720 dollars? i need it you can save it with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts. Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, by the way. Isaiah Thomas lost out on over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, I'm back. Let's go through this fourth quarter stretch here. Two minutes to play. Halliburton misses a step back. Uh, I think he had Dwight Powell switched out on him. Brunson gets this switch off with Marvin Bagley. And another good game about Brunson, by the way. But Brunson gets to the rim on him pretty quick and then just kind of bricks the layup off the backboard. Kind of a bummer because that he actually made a really good play to get to the rim. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has an easy layup in transition. Mavs take the timeout. Brunson comes out of the timeout and does the... Brunson has mastered the, hey, I'm going to drive and then just stop on the dime and shoot this jumper. Just drained it. Um, I, can't, I can't get past the fact of how much Brunson has improved off the dribble this season i've been so improved so impressed uh with his ability to do that this season his ability to stop go anyway uh the kb has a has a block on uh, rashawn holmes under the basket i thought that was a a great play suitors ground what how many blocks did kp end up with tonight three blocks of the game i think he i mean he, he needs credit for a few more of those because even i thought he played a great defense on harrison Barr in his late kp in this game 24 points three blocks three assists seven boards one of six from three still struggling a lot from three it's so weird i seen austin guria tweet, tweet about this in a game that despite kp he continues to shoot bad from three but he's still playing good basketball and he just seems so much more comfortable out there 
you see a confidence in him that it continues to get better and better. And uh, anyway, I just I like what I'm seeing from KP. It feels like he's moving around better defensively. It feels like he's protecting the paint a lot better. Eight of 19 from the field uh, in this game. But uh, let's keep going. KP blocks for Sean Holmes. They come back on the other end. Uh, KP is on the on the on the block, and uh, De'Aaron Fox fouls him and gets a couple uh, free throws there. Harrison Barnes misses a layup on the other end, and then it happens. <laughs> now this is where I guess if you want to have the blame conversation, we could start it right here because this is where the Mavericks have it. Twenty-seven seconds left in the game, and. Jalen Brunson has the ball near half court and just holds it and just dribbles. Now I get really frustrated when teams do this. I do. You know, one of my pet peeves, this has nothing to do with this, but I'm going to say it anyway, again, because if you don't know this about me, then you're going to know about it. Uh, now I hate whenever there's two for ones. Once again, this has nothing to do with this situation. I hate when there's two, two for ones and teams like will shoot a bad shot in a possession just to have the last shot of the quarter of like, and it just like drives me in insane. I'm like, why would you give up a, an offensive possession? Like it's just a, and have a turnover, a bad shot, just so you can have that last shot at the end of the game with three seconds left. Anyway, drives me insane. Back to this moment, 27 seconds left. Sacramento just chooses not to foul. It's like, all right, little ballsy move there. You're going to uh, just play it out. We're, you know, best case scenario for you you know, you get the ball back with like what three or four seconds left, and but sometimes that doesn't even happen, right? Like if a team waits and shoots it at the you know shot clock or at the end of the buzzer, then the ball's up in the air. A couple, you know, a second goes off, the you know tips around or whatever, and it's like you don't even get a shot. So ballsy move by uh, by Gentry in this in Sacramento to not foul. They just played it out, but dang it, did the Mavericks just play into their hand in that? They just held the ball, held the ball, held the ball finally ran their play to get KP on the block and they get KP the ball, ball with like two and a half seconds left. He just has to turn around, launch a shot up air ball. Doesn't even hit the rim. If it just hit the rim, another second or two probably goes off the clock, but that doesn't even happen. It's an air ball's name and KP's fault because he didn't get the ball in time. King's ball, four seconds left down by two. Now, so that offensive possession kind of frustrating. I think in hindsight, you obviously look back on it and say, just run a play like can, let's just run something let's not you know hold the ball a little bit but let's run a ball you know, run a play get a good shot but anyway let's move past that they at least ran the clock down they could have did like a quick three and then we're all just like freaking out because sacramento has the ball with like 20 seconds left they didn't do that they at least ran the clock you know clock down sacramento gets the ball four seconds so the odds are still not in their favor right <sighs> mavericks have a foul to give now Remember, Dorian has five fouls. So uh, one more foul for Dorian, and um, he's out of the game. They do their uh, little out of <laughs> out of timeout uh, inbounds play there. Opens up with Halliburton coming up to the ball. Dorian's guarding Halliburton, and he's running towards the sideline, and he catches the ball with four seconds left. Everybody in the world knows the Mavericks have a, have a foul to give with four seconds left, including the Kings. Shocker. And Dorian fouls really quick on purpose. I think I was more frustrated than that moment. This is before the Matu three even happened. I was frustrated in that moment because of two things. One, Dorian obviously fouls out of the game. You need Dorian to play defense. But also, why are we fouling that far away? Like he's he's catching the ball 
in the corner there, like when teams try to trap somebody when they come across, you know, half court, he's catching the ball going away from the basket. So, and if there's a guy that I want guarding a guy with the ball, it's freaking Dorian. So we have our best defender guarding Halliburton, who's moving away from the basket towards the sideline, catching the ball. And we, we foul and let him set up again. And our best defender is now out of the game. I think I have almost a biggest if, issue with that than I do with the last play of the game. So Dorian goes out and then we have the inbounds play or you know, the last play of the game, basically. So they basically take Josh Green's defender and they put him on the other end of the floor and Josh. So therefore Josh Green follows him down to the other end. So therefore making it basically four and four. I, I mean, honestly, not even that because you know, you got the inbounder and all that. Fox gets the ball. You know what happens. He drives to the basket. Frank uh, plays him too tight. I mean, to be honest with this, drives to the basket. Dwight helps, kicks it to Metu in the corner. Metu drains the three and uh, ball game. Sacramento Kings win. So who's the blame? If we play the blame game, I'm going to throw five names out there and then we're going to play um, who's the blame? Frank Nelikina, Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, Jason Kidd, and Josh Green. Those five guys, who's to blame for this loss? Let's go and let's go least to most. I'm going to rank them, and I, I know you guys are going to disagree because this is what happens in sports and fandom. You're going to disagree with um, pretty much what anybody says. Least to most. The least person I blame in this situation is Josh Green. Josh Green on the other end of the floor. I get it. There is there is a, a mini conversation of um, why are you guarding your guy? You know, pretty much, you know, he's in San Diego and Josh Green's like, Hey, I'm going to follow you to San Diego for this last play of the game. It's like, well, guess what? He can't, he's not going to score from San Diego. He's just, you know, he, he's just going down there. So there's at least a little conversation with that, but you know what? He's the least person in the situation that I'm blaming for this. Now, I think I'm going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to, uh, surprise you a little bit with this, but Jalen Brunson is the second to least um, that I'm not blaming to this. I get it. I know. I think Brunson is initially when this play happens or happened, Dwight Powell was the target for a lot of people. Then once people saw the replay a few more times, it's like, no, 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 no. Jalen Brunson is the guy that you should be blaming this because Brunson was guarding Harrison Barnes. And whenever Dwight helped De De'Aaron Fox, you know, driving the paint, it was Brunson's rotation to go over and guard Metu in the corner. Now, going back and watching the replay, Brunson had his back to Metu in the corner. So Brunson is playing, is watching Fox in one hand, or well, you know, if you want to do his like right, right sides, right shoulder, right arm, he's watching De'Aaron Fox, you know, drive down the lane. Remember, there's only four seconds on the clocker, so this is a lot of decision making here. Then he has, he's open up, and he's looking on his left side to Harrison Barnes at the top of the key. To his back is the corner of Metu. So. I put I put Brunson fourth on the blame, you know, if we're doing this top five of the blame list here, because I just don't think it was even it was possible for Brunson to even make a play. Like we're talking about four seconds. So if he would have left Metu, if he would have gotten to Metu to at least contest the three, that means he would have had to kind of pre-leave you know Harrison Barnes as De'Aaron Fox was driving through the paint. And you know who I, who I would rather leave open? Uh Metu over Harrison Barnes for a three-pointer. So I honestly think, like, Brunson, he had to make that decision as De'Aaron Fox was driving 
And he made, I like, I think he made the right decision on that. Whether he could have or not, that's a different, you know, equation or a different, you know, conversation for him to be able to turn around and get to Matu. But I actually don't blame Brunson as much for this three pointer. We're gonna we're gonna take another quick break and then we'll be right back as I'll finish out the blame game and the top um, I guess the top three at this point for uh, who to blame on that last play of the game. This pod is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through college bowls this season. This weekend, big weekend, college football. Whoever loves college football. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, Bet Online has it all. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet Online, where the game starts. Start. Guys, thanks for making the Lockdown Magic your first listen. If you need a second listen, Lockdown Now. Listen to Lockdown Now podcast feed. You get all the updates of all the games and all, from all the local hosts every single day. So make sure you uh, download, subscribe to that podcast. Okay, let's finish out the last three. Uh, Dwight Powell is number three on my list of this. I fired off a tweet right after the game of, hey, like you live with the Med 2-3. Some fans, you know, enjoyed that. They uh, came at me pretty good from it. I closed the app, came back from it. You know, it's always that feeling when you open up the notifications thing and there's a scroll bar and you're like, what the crap did I just say? I didn't, I, I need to go back and read it. Um, thankfully, Bobby made me feel sane about this uh, because I'm like, dang, am I crazy? I start reading all the tweets. I'm like, man, am I really dumb? It's like, I get it. Like De'Aaron Fox, if you gave up the, you know, the, the layup, you're going to go to overtime. Two is better than three. But I'm like, you know what? Am I crazy for, you know, not, or am I crazy for wanting like the Met 2, 3 in that, you know, scenario over the De'Aaron Fox, you know, contested, like all that. Basically, Dwight Powell made a choice. He left Met 2 in the corner and said, hey, I'm going to, you know, try to defend the rim here with De'Aaron Fox getting, you know, to the rim. It was a choice. He gets some blame on that, right? I mean, he has to because he left his guy. Now, the guy he left to uh, shoot the three-pointer. He's shooting 14% uh, from three over his last, um, I'm just going to say a lot of games on this, but you know what? I, I should have it in front of me. Uh, I think he's a he's a career 27% three-point shooter. Basically, uh, let me sum it up. He's not very good. He's not going to be in your uh, three-point shootout uh, contest. Uh, I don't think um, Cat thinks he's competition for uh, the best shooting big man in the game, and I don't think he'll ever get close to Dirk. Uh, in that but i could be wrong who knows he might be a sniper one day he chose to leave him open he obviously drained it and i i think it's it's super popular super fun to say in hindsight why would you ever leave you know any nba player wide open for a three i get all of that he hit it i it's frustrating i'm mad but the dude sucks at shooting three pointers and he hit a couple tonight including the game winner so you have to blame dwight a little bit because he made the choice to defend the guy shooting the two-pointer that would have sent it to overtime if he did make it, and he left the guy wide open for the three-pointer to win the game. I get the math in that, but there's also math to show that it was kind of the right decision. Uh, second person I blame in this, um, I'll leave one. Uh, there's only one player left after this, but this one's not a player. I blame Jason Kidd uh, for a little bit of this. Some of those things down the line that I laid out, I think he deserves some blame. Like 
the whole Dorian Fallon with four seconds to go, like no matter what, uh, even to foul out of the game and all of that, I think he deserves some blame for that. I think he deserves some blame uh, for that that last offense possession, which Brunson pretty much just, hey, let's just hold the clock, you know, hold the ball until the clock runs down basically like four and let's just try to get something going then. Um, and then I, I don't know what the communication was for that last play of, hey, if somebody gets to the rim, you just let them have the two, guard the perimeter. I don't know what it was, but I think a kid does deserve a little blame for that. And I think number one guy, and this hurts my soul, but I think the number one guy, and he, I don't think, you know, I got off Twitter after the game a little bit, but I've seen a lot of blame going towards Jalen Brunson. I've seen a lot of game go, blame going towards Dwight Powell. And honestly, I don't think either one of them deserve as much blame as Frank Nelikina. I think Frank Nelikina is the biggest person to blame in this in the in this last play of the game because Frank chose to guard De'Aaron Fox super tight, 30 feet from the basket, letting like give him space. And so Frank's choice in that moment, Frank missed that. Frank played that bad. Frank closed out and too quick, too tight, and it jacked up the entire play because De'Aaron Fox is a very, very fast player. Gave him some space and he closed out too much. He played him too tight. Darren Fox blew past him and then it made Dwight Powell make this, you know, make the decision. Do I get, you know, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people want to blame Dwight in this. Like, oh my gosh, why did Dwight? Dwight shouldn't even had to help. Frank should have been staying in front of, you know, Darren Fox this whole time. He should have played him, you know, a little bit farther off. I know it's easy for me to say as I'm not a player, but if we're going to assess blame in this, I think Frank uh, deserves more blame than Jalen Brunson or Dwight Powell. Uh, I do want to uh, shout out a few positives from this game real quick. <clears throat> Isaiah Thomas, I don't know really what to to think of the you know, experience, experiment, experience uh, in this. You know, he, he had six points. Uh, he was minus one in this game, three of eight from the field. I mean, I, J- Jason Kidd loves vet point guards. <laughs> I mean, you see him with Brandon Knight. He brings Isaiah Thomas. He plays 13 minutes, you know, basically getting off the plane. Uh, he's a defensive liability. I, I just don't know what to think. I mean, I, I just got, to, I guess I got to see him more um, and we'll see. Um, I like what I've seen from Brandon Knight uh, more than Isaiah Thomas. But if you go back to Brandon Knight's first game, uh, there were some people tweeting that he was washed up and done. And now, you know, a lot of us love him. So anyway, we'll see what happens with Isaiah Thomas IT over the next uh few days and uh i guess week but uh, he's super popular he seems like a super fun guy to at least root for and be happy for so it's cool it's kind of weird seeing him in a mavericks in a jersey but you know what uh, i'll tell you something what I, I do feel strongly about the collared um i guess warm-ups i'm not here for sorry the collar is um it's too big collared shirts as warm-ups are just very strange to me and um sorry not sorry <sighs> Josh Green. Um, I'm beginning to really love his minutes. I think he's so much fun. I think he single-handedly turned this game there in the third quarter, that stretch there. I was looking at his journey, man. And when you look at his story and you look at, we all know the Bob Volgaris, Donnie Nelson, the, everything that happened on draft night, Sadiq Bay, Josh Green. Josh Green wins out, then he barely plays. You know, I think we know what side Rick Carlisle was, uh, you know, on uh, in that um, dividing lines, those the, those conversations. And, you know, he barely played. He appears in 39 games his rookie season. COVID happens, all the, you know, lockdown, you know, all, all this stuff. OK, and it's just so weird. OK, 
and you don't know what what you have in him he looks super raw out there it's like does he have a shot you know coming into the his draft it was like defense analytics and all you know all this stuff and it's like we never got to see enough to really know and then he goes and plays in the olympics you know he gets a medal he comes back he doesn't play in summer league we were all kind of wanting to play in summer league like all right well the mavericks desperately they need josh green to hit like josh green one of the few first first round picks that you do have in the luka Doncic era you need him to hit especially when you're watching all the other guys that were drafted after him I don't know if you guys know this, but Desmond Bain played college basketball down the street, and uh, he's doing pretty good in the NBA. I, I, if you don't know too much about him, you know, hit me up, ask me. You can shoot me a DM. I can shoot you some Desmond Bain stats and that. But uh, we know some other players that are drafted after him, and seeing Josh Green just getting DMPCDs, and it's like, are you? Is he going to play? Is he going to have a role? And then to start the season, Frank Nellikini comes in and just passed him up. I mean, we were making jokes on this podcast of saying. Uh, how do you feel if you're Josh Green? Frank just comes in as a minimum guy and you know makes the roster and beats you out for ro- rotation minutes. And it's like, man, what do you have in him? And then he plays in these little spurts and it's like, all right, well, you have an athlete and we know he could pass. And now you look at the stretch and it's like, you can't help to get excited and say, man, what can he be? Like if he hits, if he continues to develop like this, he's an incredible passer. He's defense feels like it's getting better he has all this energy can he get the shot to go down like it's fun and he's so energetic and it's infectious to the rest of the team and he helped you know spark that run there and have those steals and so i'm just kind of just eyes wide open saying let's just see what happens right i mean i just know that once all the other guys come back josh cream cannot go back to getting dmpcds and we got to see some you know so, uh, uh, some type of role for him in the rotation these minutes maybe a big trade happens and it's like you know two for one or a three for one and then it opens up more minutes for him either way we got to see more josh green minutes been super impressed um that's pretty much all you got from me today and uh we'll see yeah tomorrow's pod uh, will be with tim cato and myself so i hope you enjoyed that on the very last day of 2021 and uh then we'll be back for the kings game new year's eve which i'm sure all of you guys are super excited to watch kings mavericks new year's eve uh before all the fun stuff happens but appreciate it guys and uh talk to you soon peace out boom